Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there and welcome to episode 107 of the ADHD Adults podcast. Usually here I clumsily insult my two venerable coasts who make up this triumvirate of podcast. Co-hosts, did I say coasts? You said no? coasts, yeah. Well, I I've, well, I've fu- well, I've fucked that up already immediately. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, usually I insult my two venerable cunts who make up this triumvirate <laughs> of seven podcast seconds, hosts. Seven seconds. <laughs> music, our music. Um, you're not going for triumvirate. You're not going to buy it, Al. Have you Googled it and you realise it's appropriately being used? <laughs> At least we're we people go. and we run this but podcast, today, so it's sort of but, works. But today, we are instead going to drop the usual Thursday plan, and, and this is largely at the request of many, many listeners, and talk about Monday's yeah. Panorama Private Clinics Exposed programme. Um, listen, there's a, there's a fine line between promoting a terrible piece of journalism and protecting our community, but we feel this is the right thing to do. So my two venerable cunts are Alex. Hi. Doing that. I don't like it. Hello. You've just told me you don't like me doing something. Oh, my See God. That? Alex. <laughs> Alex. I'm going to drop that in all the time now. Oh, and, God. Yep. And Mrs. ADHD. Hi. Hello. Okay, no one's reading the script, obviously. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It's it's Doctor Cocker. Hello. Hello. Right, a reminder that we do this podcast to show off mainly, but sometimes we accidentally advocate for the ADHD mm-hmm. community. We have seen the program. Well, James has, and we've <laughs> even been involved with discussions with those that made the program through various channels. But we thought today we'd focus on on what we see as the key questions that should be asked. If you want to help, and mm. key issues that we think this program gets wrong, uh, should we just crack on? Sam, do you want to start? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot, isn't there? Mm. The um, on the program, the undercover reporter had a three and a half hour NHS consultation, and oh, do I say any more than that? Or if you well, let's that later? let's <laughs> let's. Yeah, let's leave leave it at what's in the script. Okay. <laughs> and we'll discuss things as we go along. I know it's difficult for you, Sam. It's really difficult because I want to say all the things. Yeah, but yeah, three and a half hour consultation with the NHS. Um, discuss. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to kick this off if that's okay. So, yeah. so first of all, a three and a half hour consultation um for adhd that'd be amazing if everybody got that in the nhs if you all got three and a half hours i mean it'd be terrible it'd be terrible for someone with adhd to have to sit there for three and a half hours but Mm -hmm. that level of care and consideration would be wonderful there are several things in this which we'll unpick so i'll I'll let us all have a go the first thing i will say is obviously this was filmed and therefore the nhs consultant who did this assessment knew in advance that he was doing a, a filmed 
piece for television. And therefore, that introduces a significant level of bias in that is not going to do it in 45 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes because it's being filmed and he would be aware of the editorial tone of the program. So I think trying to compare one three and a half hour ADHD consultation, which is not the standard, really, is it, to a couple of very short and and inappropriate, clearly inappropriate, um, private consultations, it is not a fair comparison. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's it. In, in, yeah, absolutely not. I, <laughs> I I also want to know, did he have to wait four years to get onto that? <laughs> Somebody messaged us saying, in my area, I've got to wait seven years for a diagnosis. Should I just pretend to be an undercover reporter? Would that get yeah. me seen quicker? Just hire a camera crew? How did it work? How did that conversation happen? We yeah. want to know because you, you've got to explain what it's for, right? Did they say, oh, we're just, I'm just doing a vlog? And what I've, what I've seen, which I think is I'm really looking forward to seeing is somebody has done a freedom of information request about this and they have asked all that questions. How long did you know in advance? Can we see the email correspondence that came before this decision? Because it would be fascinating to actually see <clears throat> whether or not they were told this is a program that we're doing and we want you to you know provide the counterbalance if you like to this and that freedom of information request if they reply which a lot of organizations don't will be amazing in my opinion the, the, the thing that one of the very very biggest facts for me is that it's so important to have a relationship of trust with you and your doctor so when you tell mm. them something if you tell a doctor you're in pain and they say well i don't believe you and don't take that into consideration what kind of doctor relationship would that be? Yeah. Similarly, if you go to a doctor, the pain doctor, and say, I don't think I'm in pain, they're gonna they're gonna take that on board. Yeah. This this journalist went into this NHS three-hour standard leads uh, appointment and said, I don't think I have ADHD. Well, what is he? What was he supposed to say? I think you bloody do. Oh, yeah, come here, take I'll these pills. I'll prove to you that you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Challenge accepted and did not say that or any of the other things. That is, as far as I'm concerned, not legally, I asked, genuinely asked a lawyer this morning, um, a lie by omission because mm. under the BBC Trust Charter, you have a duty of care to the vulnerable and that has, that has been missed here through a purposeful deception. It's not appropriate. The interview for ADHD includes your pers perspective on your own probable condition. And, and so it's, it's just inappropriate. If you're saying, I was honest throughout, but you didn't say that, that you don't think you got it, it isn't honesty. I think no, as well, there's a lot, everybody's focusing on, you know, how bad the... The private consultations were, which, you know, they were really short, but also, is this going to put more strain on the NHS who already can't cope if people now are expecting to have a three and a half hour appointment where they go through everything? I mean, when I was referred through the NHS, my initial phone call was over the was over the phone. Um, it wasn't face to face. And now I've been referred to ADHD 360 because obviously they don't know I've been diagnosed already and they can't cope the NHS can't cope locally so they're having to go out to private providers sometime and I've got so many people messaging me saying I've got an appointment with ADHD 360 and now I'm really scared and, and loads mm. of people are scared and you know for me if I hadn't have gone through right to choose I would now be going to see ADHD 360 and would I be thinking 
is this diagnosis going to be credible? It's, you know, it's really, really difficult. And also, you know, for lots of people that have just been privately diagnosed, they're now saying, are, are, are the GPs going to trust this? Are they going to take on a shared care agreement? You know, are they going to uphold, right? Are they going to refer me through right to choose? There's just so many questions that are coming up and, yeah. and a vulnerable community now are in turmoil and are so upset and people yeah. are questioning the, their diagnosis. Yeah. People are, they're questioning whether they should go for diagnosis. It's, Sorry, if we could yeah i mean no no it's, it's all brilliant stuff it's just not answering I'm the question off. no i know yes, i'm sorry slightly slightly off topic so alex do you want to come up with the next key talking point yeah really for me it's it's okay we need to get this out of there don't we that we adore and love the nhs fund yeah. the nhs is the story the fuck yeah. is we think you're brilliant all the people that work we're so grateful and love it it's been systematically defunded on purpose mm -hmm. um there are there definitely are dodgy predatory and competent people doing diagnoses and we need to sort that out but it's not just private that's in the nhs in schools everywhere and so we, we really need to a national framework that's the fucking mm. story not like this unfair framed as that ADHD somehow is easy to get a diagnosis the, if you are going to create that you've got to deal with the fact that not just private people misdiagnose mm. how many people Sam, do you speak to in uh, an hour let alone a week that have had a misdiagnosis privately or let's no let's just say on the NHS yeah any so so many people so many people have got in touch and said you know but I've, I've tried to go for a diagnosis through the NHS, but I was told that because I, as a woman, I didn't present yeah. with hyperactivity outwardly. Yeah. And I tried to explain to them that my hyperactivity was inward. And I went, you know, listened to all the podcasts. I know all the symptoms, but they wouldn't listen to me. And they just said they had depression and gave me some antidepressants. So, you know, that it's fine to just be handed antidepressants, apparently, but not yeah. something that actually has proven to work better than that james sorry no it's, it's just that you're answering stuff we've got later on whenever you oh, answer, really <laughs> you're answering a point that we've got later on if we oh, could just no, try and stick to the points in order both of you why can't um, she do that james why can't she do that she can because it just means you won't discuss it later um no, I, I mean she can do whatever she wants other thing, thing yeah um I, so just from personal experience all three people in this virtual room have been misdiagnosed in the past mm. haven't we yeah, uh, it has put on it's put on lithium for depression i knew it wasn't depression i mean i knew i told them that this doesn't feel right i've got real hope for the future and uh, something's wrong yeah, and I, and I think we could probably argue that lithium is a powerful drug, which is the terminology mm. the BBC has used in describing this. And can you remember what, what health checks you had before being given lithium, Alex? Yeah, I had a three and a half hour health check with an ECG. <laughs> um, they put no. me in a, a sensory deprivation suite and they fed me peeled <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> Nothing. They combined yeah. SSRIs and lithium without any kind of... Yeah. that. What it, and that was just a GP. No, yeah. no and, and, that, and, that, and, and that's uh, and all of that's really important and the anecdotally uh, and when i say anecdote having hundreds of anecdotes anecdotes sent to us about women being screened out of the nhs process about nhs psychiatrists saying well it's very trendy at the minute isn't it etc yep. and again we're not bashing the nhs i used to no, work in the nhs i'm a fucking lefty al you know that 
I'm far yeah. more to the left than you are. And I, I, before I left to work for an independent healthcare provider, would never have done that unless I knew, as I do, that they weren't about the money. They were about helping people with ADHD. I love the NHS. I hold it dearly. I would march in London, you know, to protect it. I don't know it's why I said way. London. But yeah, London. it's where they tend to go. Well, it's where they tend to march because nobody notices a march in fucking Bilston, do they? Oh, 20 people marched in Bilston to defend the I mean, NHS. I would march in, in London. Bilston, we? Yeah. But they're not. Yes. They're not good. Yeah, I'm going to move on to the next question because I'm just getting abused. Okay. So, before this, you do, this James, is Luke. Can, can you remember those bipolar misdiagnosis figures? I'm sure you have. Oh, it's, yeah. So for yeah, so for bipolar, and this comes from Bipolar UK. The average bipolar patient takes nine and a half years to get diagnosed in the UK, and is misdiagnosed three and a half times. And that's all NHS because very few people go to private services for a bipolar diagnosis. You go to your GP, you get referred. That just gives you an indication of the fact that misdiagnoses happen everywhere. It's it's you're not representing the the truth of our combined healthcare system if you just say NHS good private bad it's just not it's more and nuanced I think that's it's not the thing that isn't it it's balance that i don't think there was balance yeah. no and, and there's a nasty nasty undercurrent of of diminishing us because there's a culture war going on it fucks yep. me off oh, done a swear not like james me. thank you sam so this is this is really linked and to what alex has said and what sam said because as i said they were answering later questions but <laughs> We we feel, and it's obvious, that this programme, it missed an opportunity. It missed the real story. Yeah. Now, if this was a three-parter and the final part was some private clinics, you know, uh, maybe aren't following regulations, et cetera. But the first two parts were the NHS is massively under-resourced and therefore people are waiting seven years for a diagnosis and speak to people that are waiting that long and look at the impact on their lives. And then the second bit looked at you know the, the way in which adhd is diagnosed in various places and, and asked these questions spoke to somebody from nhs england spoke to politicians that would be a, a well-rounded piece that would help our community but just by doing a shit piece where they say hang on a minute we find there's a couple of bad clinics we can use that as as our angle that there are bad clinics over diagnosing adhd in the back against the backdrop of all the newspaper articles we've talked about early this year. And the timing of this is very interesting because we know, and we'll talk about this later, so don't talk about it now, Sam. We know we know that they started contacting people January, February. That's when they were contacting people. And actually, they were contacting people last night as well. Yeah, by the way, today is Tuesday. I was messaged by somebody that said they're asked to get back in touch. So they're still looking into this. So they would have read those newspaper articles. It would have been impossible to miss them. And for that not to have been part of the editorial process of deciding, how do we look at this? Because these newspaper articles have said it's overdiagnosed and it's easy to get a diagnosis, blah, blah, blah. And that for me, the real story is NHS wait times and the impact it has on people. Yeah, definitely. And if you look at like in the borders where they haven't got... Mm an NHS service you know it's not that they've got a seven year waiting time which is fucking ridiculous yeah. but they haven't got any waiting time because there's just no service and what are those yeah. people supposed to do it's so frustrating there's another program as well isn't there which is the burden and damage of untreated yeah. and the underdiagnosed ADHD if they'd have done a program on that keeping it in society untreated underdiagnosed it's horrible the lack of understanding of ADHD is hurting us vulnerable people yeah. And, yeah. and they didn't. They again. They just jump on this bandwagon of 
of why people want an eight. You can have mine. Have mine. <laughs> and it's, you know, it is needed because obviously people are desperate. And when the waiting times are so long, they are going to go private. And there are some private clinics that are doing things badly. And that does need to be investigated. Yeah, yeah, but course. it needs to be balanced. Yeah. James. It does. Um, no, I've talked about this and I've done my question. <laughs> okay. So if, if you read the script, Sam, you know that you know that web page you've got, which has got words yeah. on it in three different colours. If you read that just occasionally, every so often, okay. you might find the bits you've got to say. Okay, multiple sources offered assistance with this and the BBC did not take their advice. James? Yeah, so I mean I saw Flawless. I saw a mess I saw a message from I think it was the ADHD Foundation, I'd say late yesterday, um, as opposed to early yesterday. And it said that, cool. that they had it said that they'd offered they'd got in touch. I think ADHD UK may have offered assistance and got in touch. I know other organizations very viscerally know that other organizations got in touch to help and try and provide an accurate portrayal of what the situation is for people with ADHD, where the NHS is and the way in which independent healthcare providers support the NHS. And the BBC just did not listen. Don't give a shit, do they? Of course not. Because if it if, if you've got if you've got right from the start an editorial angle, and it's not let's look at ADHD. One of the questions it's let's look at private clinics and expose them. And yes, and it's really important that private clinics do get identified, but don't do it in a piece that makes everybody with ADHD feel shit. And if and if organisations that know more than you get in touch and say we'd like to help with this, we can offer our support, we can help inform you. One would imagine that a good journalist would think, well, I'll at least speak to them and get, hear what they've got to say because I'd like to put something out that's going to be factual and accurate. Mm. And actually, this is quite, it's quite um, timely, isn't it? Because yeah. he had trauma. He disclosed yeah. that he had trauma, didn't he? Which can present as ADHD. But, oh, I don't know if I'm going to sw- uh, go into something else now and you're going to tell me it off. doesn't sound like you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's very out of character. Uh, I was right. just, just going to say, presumably, they filled out like assessment forms beforehand that would yeah. yeah so 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 the journalist has said on record that i did not lie in any questions i was asked and that he filled out the forms accurately and that does speak to that trauma can present with similar symptoms to adhd yeah. um and and there and you know again we know that there are variations in clinicians about their opinions on trauma and adhd some will just not believe it's a thing and some will think well no those are the symptoms of adhd and if they're having a moderate impact i'll diagnose them and some who are more informed of the scientific literature might say well actually you know that childhood trauma could be at the root cause of this let's look into that it's again it's like it's slightly duplicitous but not taking the advice of very learned organizations and individuals just shows that they did not want to deviate from their editorial plan. Like from the start, it's blooming depressing. It is. Alex? Oh, I think we should take a break. What do you reckon? Okay. Can do. Alex? Hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to episode 107 of the ADHD Adults Podcast Extra Double Extra Special. For Alex, sorry, can, can yeah. I just can I can I interrupt? I think it's really yeah. important. I think you already have. I have, yeah. It's it's really important. I know we're talking about a very serious subject, but um, 
you got a certificate yesterday, didn't you? I did, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and and um, just to oh, show you people, printed it out of you. Oh, I, I have printed it out. Yes. So so <laughs> if you can't see that or you're hard of vision, it says certificate of being it, and then my eyes aren't great, so I can't read that. It says being a cunt. It says being a cunt. The following award is given to Alex Connor. The certificate is given to Alex Connor for his achievement of looking like a cunt. And I think actually, Alex, we Thank should you. Sam. I think we should applaud that. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well done, Alex. Thanks. Well done, Thanks. I mean, to be honest, I've got about 10 of them already from different... Cheers <laughs> <laughs> uh, for that. Not necessary. It wasn't necessary. James was no. really busy yesterday and literally yeah. found time to I do know. that. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> no, just, 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 just me while I was really busy. <laughs> Fab. <laughs> oh, okay. man, you have got donkey brains. Right, we are yes. in part two now where we're going to talk, take more questions that people have sent us and questions that we've got about this mm. uh, Panorama programme. We wouldn't normally do this, but I think because it's our national news organisation and it's so damaging that we thought it was important. Here's a tricky one. This is difficult for me, but so the GP that you choose is a, um, a woman that I just think we'd get on really well, Jackie Appleby. Mm. And... It seems great. I think she's going to be on the right side of history in the future. What I will say is that she's very spoken very publicly about anti-private diagnoses in the past. And and I get that. And I think we agree in principle with that concept that the NHS yeah. should be funded to the point. But when you only have one person's view, politically, we feel that, that misses the, the, the balance a little bit of the yeah. maybe even the system we live in right now. We're not in a system where that's possible. So people who are desperate, who have to wait seven years or your Vale of York, never get a diagnosis. We're not sure you can be as idealistic as that. And we no. would like to have seen that balance. Just a reminder, we think this GP looks great. And, uh, you know, this isn't a, a personal attack, quite the opposite. No. What about it, it, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not a personal attack. But again, it comes back to balance. Because if you, if you look at the kind of organisations, you know, the the fox news is the um gb news the talk tv which i've been on embarrassingly obviously with trish <laughs> i know i know it was shambolic but i did get her to read out alex the psychoeducation monkey provides education on adhd and her face was a fucking picture but gb, GB news won't have me on said i was a monster ah, a yeah too right wing <laughs> but the, what these organizations often do is they don't provide balance they have an agenda and in that agenda they report something and they get somebody on that supports their agenda now surely the bbc um used to be known for its balanced approach now in in recent times lots of people have said you've just got to watch question time and you can see that balance isn't there you've oh, got to look at how they report awful. stuff but surely it would have been better to get a couple of opinions in or several opinions in to show balance, some GPs might say, yeah, and no, I've signed shared care agreements for quite a few patients. And actually, they come to me less now because their, their health their, their health is better or yeah. or you know, they're, they're happier and well-adjusted people. And I think it's really important that if they get a diagnosis and I sign that shared care agreement, they are going to have a better life. There's a balance for you straight away. But just going to one GP who has historically publicly said that they are not in favor of private diagnoses for anything, not just ADHD, again, the balance is missing. Yeah. Which is fine, actually. We're against that too. But yeah. when you can't get access to services through the NHS and people are desperate right. and there's no other, yeah. Can I just say I'm 
I'm I'm going to take a different position to you guys. I'm not against private diagnoses or or private services. Now I'm a lefty again. I'm a lefty, but remember where I was Christmas 2020. I spent massive trigger trigger warning clack. I nearly nearly called a trigger warning tracks on them. I would have paid money to have heard that. Yeah, well, a massive trigger warning tracks on here, everybody. Um, Tracks on Christmas Day, Christmas Day, twenty twenty. I spent three hours staring at the wall, thinking about ending my life. Not just thinking about it, planning it. I was in such a bad position, and I knew that if I went to the doctor and asked for a referral at the time i wasn't aware of right to choose i knew that if i went to the doctor for a referral it would be a four to five year waiting list and i knew i would not survive those four to five years there are people in the uk where right to choose does not exist so they don't have that option of saying well actually i can get a six-month assessment rather than five years so what the fuck do you expect them to do wait five or six years or if they can afford it get a private diagnosis so i'm not against private diagnosis because for some people it's the difference between life and death yeah no no, and i was saying so yeah yes i was saying that it's only yeah i think we are aren't we it's only because the waiting times are so long that people have to do that what we want really is a is a properly funded nhs that can deal with all the things that 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 we need it to deal with but it's been systematically underfunded so that we have to go private and the, and the sorry, yeah, this is this that is a classic ADHD thing. It's all right for mm. people to see that, isn't it? That I get excited yeah. and into it. <laughs> yeah. apologize. But, um, private psychiatric healthcare, mental healthcare shouldn't be for acute things. It's it's got a fantastic place mm. in society. I think private psychiatric care. You know, if you need extra support that isn't fundable on the NHS, yeah, dis- bespoke things or things that are, um, are more maybe not medically acute I, I get that but but not for yeah. saving people's lives in the short term yeah. like, like therapy <clears throat> i mean most people that actually turn to a therapist will often have to go private or coaching and it just doesn't pay for coaching so clearly there are things that are beneficial to people that are not nhs anyway moving on to the next point the bbc's yep. editorial guidelines and standards now we have a member of our team who is uh going through this um turnip is it i think he's going through this um in detail but even if you have a cursory glance at the bbc's editorial standards um in section 1.2 our editorial values uh it says um something that i have uh, just searched for the wrong term for so if you give me two seconds <laughs> while you're doing it james can i just say that i met paul Ted in in real life it was brilliant it was lovely to meet him and his partner in real life and in classic ADHD style, he didn't come up at the start to say hello. He sort of queued at the end. To say hello. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's amazing. This, you know, there's something that we've got a really strong bond with. Ridiculous. And you feel that well. You filled that well while I was searching. So it actually says in, in section 1.2 of the BD's, BBC's editorial uh, standards, it says that in exercising freedom of expression, we must offer appropriate protection to vulnerable groups and avoid causing unjustifiable offence. What do you two think? Do you think they've stuck to that standard? Well, I think we should have contacted them in advance. Oh, wait, we and lots of others did. So they knew. Exactly. You can't use that excuse. It's this Met Police excuse of, oh, we apologise for arresting those people despite everyone shouting at us at the time not to because it was obviously illegal. It's this thing. It's the same thing. They just oh, fuck yeah. it, do what you want. 
Yeah, no, vulnerable people have not been protected. We've got so many people that are so upset that don't know what to do now, that have got appointments booked with private providers that don't know whether to go ahead with it. But then the the other side is, you know, if everybody now didn't go for private diagnosis and went on to the NHS, the, the amount, I mean, it's backed up as it is, the amount of work that would cause for the NHS. And we've already got some CCJs that, oh, sorry, I'm going ahead to future points so i'll stop there um but yeah definitely we we've got so many people that are so worried that are doubting their own diagnosis other people are doubting their diagnosis they don't know what to do and it's it's really really sad yeah james you campaigned for an even more right-wing bbc so presumably you're <laughs> okay with it obviously yeah no completely okay, completely okay with this but this is really important again it's a simple thing but if you set yourself up with standards and don't meet them then there you go sam Assessments in less than six minutes are not always appropriate. I mean, what? no, six, six, six <laughs> minutes amazing. would definitely, six minutes six would minutes. definitely not be appropriate, Sam. But if you read out it the would actual for some, number, James, it'd be absolutely yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have written, written. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We're um, very tired. Yeah. Assessments mm. in less than sixty minutes are not always appropriate to discuss. Mm. Yeah. I'll, I'll start with this one. So Go on. I, I, you can't do the whole process in 60 minutes, clearly. You, you can't. Because yeah. what, a, what a psychiatrist has to do, or other qualified uh, diagnoser has to do, is they have to read the forms you filled in. They then have to use that information to fill in whichever diagnostic form they use, whether it's the DIVA or the Connors, et cetera. And they then have to kind of make an opinion if you have the sufficient symptoms and the impact it's having on your life. But the way in which many private healthcare and some NHS healthcare services work is they read the forms before. So the psychiatrist or other qualified diagnoser will, before you go into your assessment, be fully aware of the number of symptoms you've got. They will have ticked the boxes which they feel would be classed as a severe symptom and therefore impacting your life. They've got your scores and they're pretty sure that you have the symptoms and impairment of ADHD. And the assessment bit is really about working out, is there any other mental health or neurodevelopmental disorder that could be causing that? And you can do that in less than 60 minutes. You can ask somebody's past record. You know, you, in, in the NHS, they'll have access to your medical records as well. But, you know, it's not inappropriate to have the assessment in less than 60 minutes as long as the work's been done beforehand. And actually, it's more... Um, efficient to do it that way because otherwise you're in a room for ages you know going through the stuff you've already gone through and so is the the psychiatrist so yeah it doesn't have to be it's it's a straw man argument yeah clearly they got it wrong this time sorry sam james just used the idiom of straw man argument correctly of course i fucking did i don't understand i don't understand (laughs) it but I don't know what it means um, but clearly in this case they no. didn't they didn't uncover the yeah. trauma in the private assessments which you know and that does yeah. need uncovering it's important that, yeah, that private providers are exposed but I, I just wonder can you even get an appointment so if you didn't think you had ADHD and you thought you had trauma can you even get an appointment like what did he ring up and say 
Well, well, I think I'm a journalist for Panorama. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, to exactly. the private ones, though. No, to the, but oh, but to the uh, yeah, yeah. And, and again, again, that's something I'm, I'm not I'm not sure whether the full detail of that was put across in the program. But uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I've, he, I've read the I've read the script, and he, he yeah. didn't tell them he didn't think he had ADHD. It was only the NHS he said, "I don't yeah. think I have that." Right. With the yeah, others, okay. he didn't say that. Because really, if you have a balanced, you would show that there are some really good private provide, you know, and some that yeah. really bad. And, and the same with the NHS, you know, it should be a balance to show how difficult it is for us to get a diagnosis and not get misdiagnosed. Yeah. Would, uh, what I would also say is there's some papers out there, right? quite a few papers from lots of different countries, Korea and Canada, I've read them because uh, I was doing some work for, for a company, actually, who were really trying to help with this. They were trying to understand. So if the papers all agree with this sort of similar point, if you've done your homework yourself as, as someone that is an expert in your own lived mm -hmm. condition and you think you have ADHD and that's crucial, and you've done the homework, you've done your self-assessment, and then you go to your GP and talk to them and the GP agrees and refers you, your chances of having ADHD and being formally diagnosed by a private psychiatrist are way over 90% or 90 to 93% likely. And that 7% is probably because you've got something else because there's loads of comor comorbidities because, because there, there are lots of other reasons why not. It might be a misdiagnosis, but it's really high. Yeah. And, and, that, and that speaks to another another of the editorial points, which is that these clinics are giving almost everybody they assess an ADHD diagnosis. But well, of course, they are. If what you've just said is true, that actually, exactly. if yeah, they, they yeah. said something about I, I can't remember if it was this program or ADHD 360 said. Well, it's 90 percent of our actually, that's slightly on the low side for international statistics. So that's nothing to be yeah. ashamed of. Um, at all i don't know that company at all i haven't got any connection with them i just thought that yeah well done you've hit the spot probably about right and and this is something we have to talk about very frustrating yeah and that's the thing surely you know most people are pre-screened out if they haven't got adhd but like you say adhd and trauma can present really similarly but Lots I think it's the fact well. that he went to the NHS doctor and said, I, I haven't got ADHD and these <laughs> no, I people, I think yeah. they haven't done it properly. So, of course, he's going to give you a three and a half hour assessment. But my I, God, I imagine if every assessment on the NHS was three and a half hours, how long the waiting list would be. Yeah, no. I mean, for oh, some right. people, they do need that long an assessment. I'm not saying that they, they don't. Do. Yeah, but not everybody does. No, I think it was absolutely. pretty clear that I had it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not just that a whole host of things a whole host of things yes misdiagnosed right, okay. though for many years with anxiety and depression alex I'm go on say right okay again in a really demonstrative way go on right. mm -hmm. moving on to the, the the next thing we wanted to talk about was this idea of feelings of fraudulence and imposter syndrome and it, it follows on from protecting the vulnerable and the editorial guidelines. Mm. We're hearing anecdotally. I think a lot of us feel it ourselves. If you've had a mm. diagnosis from anything other than a three-hour NHS head of department, who incidentally has made some really wonderful statements about supporting ADHD. A lot of these people are absolutely on the right side of good. And yet without balance and with this is accidentally really, maybe on purpose, destroyed some people's feelings of credibility. Mm. 
So we've got, we've had one quote, haven't we, James, of one of, yeah. you know, hundreds, which is one of them. My parents told me last night, you see, you don't have ADHD. Mm. And those feelings of self-loathing, self-hatred, self-doubt, most people we know think that they're just shit at being a person. Yeah. And the ADHD yeah. label, if you want to call it a label, allows us to delabel lots of other areas allows us to feel maybe there's a reason for these things that we can't do seemingly simple things and to take that away from thousands of people if not hundreds of thousands yeah that really smarts and and again this is why you would imagine that right from the start of this process you would want to get somebody with adhd involved and listen yeah. I work with the BBC on several uh, areas and the reason mm. they've asked me to do this is because they've said we want to make sure we're doing this right we want we want yeah. some some guidance on whether our editorial line or our script writing is is appropriate and, and that's right you want you should get somebody in. if you were doing a program on any disability you would want to have advice from an organization or an individual that had that lived experience of disability you so could that- say yeah if you say that you're going to really upset people and I, I don't yeah. think they had that by this point. It doesn't appear so, does it? I don't think so. It Sammy, really you okay to me... talk about this? Yeah, it just, it just really makes me sad. Sorry. Me <laughs> makes okay, me angry. Can you, can, you at least, can you at least do the funny cry? <laughs> You're a monster. I do want, it. I do want that. I was crying my eyes out last night because of things I'd forgotten to do and was hating myself for it. Yeah. And I don't doubt that I've got ADHD and I still hate Everybody myself. Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> so and we hate you people. as well. Yeah. <laughs> well. Not for that. It's for the other yeah. stuff. For yeah. So those people that now have imposter syndrome and don't think they have ADHD, how much yeah. they hate themselves for all yeah. the things that they, they're doing wrong and they think, yeah. well, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just lazy. I'm just... Yeah. whatever and it's irresponsible it's really it, that's a fucking brilliant word it's negligent it's irresponsible and actually it's it's almost virulent it's like they yeah. knew they knew because we told them yeah, yeah. it is it is irresponsible uh, this sorry is why, about this that is why, no it's okay this is but sam this is why you're on the podcast because you humanize two monsters <laughs> And actually, and, and this is why we've agreed finally to give Sam a proper microphone instead of the early learning centre one that we bought. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're pretty sure she'll stay on the podcast. You'll get a proper microphone, Sam. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. I still haven't learned how to use this mic, so I'm not no, sure course, if I should have course, an upgrade. Yeah. Of course, but yeah, you that really, that really, really upsets me. It's, 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 uh, and that's that's the thing. It, the program itself, whatever, but it's the people that are. are getting in contact with us and that it's yeah. it's shaking them to their core because they're in their doubting droves. in yeah. their fucking droves as well yeah anyway gps give out powerful medications without any real checks let's discuss yeah. i mean wow you've yeah. already mentioned lithium yeah. alex yeah and it's a good point and you know so many of our listeners are just we're just given antidepressants we have been all the way through our lives um because we've been treated with anxiety and depression when although they are comorbid personally i think i was misdiagnosed all my life because i now no longer Mm. have to take those medications now that i'm treated for adhd um yeah so it just seems odd that um one medication that's really proven to work really well for adhd is completely (laughs) demonized but others are not james yeah 
it's it's important to say that it is inappropriate for any ADHD clinic to not do appropriate checks when it comes to Definitely. giving that stimulants. Because if you don't check whether they have a history of cardiovascular disease, get their blood pressure reading, do an ECG if necessary, that is absolutely um, the word I've completely forgotten that begins with M, malpractice in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. But again, it's about the, the lack of comparison. It's not mm. like these things never happen in the NHS. I you never have had have... an ECG on the NHS. Never. Yeah. yeah. In seven it... years, or 10 years, something like that. Oh, God, no. Not, yeah. not one. Not once. Didn't even ask. Just, there you go. Yeah. And, and, and there's that lack of balance again. And we've already talked about, you know, I mean, I can't, the, the number of antidepressants I've been on, the number of anxiolytics or anti-anxiety medications I've been on, which absolutely had massive side effects to the point where I either had to stop taking them after three or four days or had to endure those side effects because mm, I thought, God, I, yeah. I can't, I can't, obviously I can't cope without this if I have depression and, and I didn't. Um, then part of the issue here is that my battery is about to run out and um i've got to plug yeah. in yeah part of the issue here apologies for that um <laughs> it, again is, is that, yeah i'm sure we've got a tech guy haven't we part of the issue here is that again it's that that lack of duality that uh, you can't just you can't just set duality alex fuck off balance no, you can't yeah. just you can't just you can't just levy this at private clinics because it, it does happen in the nhs we know it happens in the nhs and that's not bashing the nhs it's it's bashing the lack of balance in this particular piece of journalism i, I, I want to come to this a lot of people say, said well oh, you could lie and get a, a diagnosis of ADHD. i'm thinking i reckon i could get arthroscopic knee surgery if i wanted to if i really went yeah. for it or <laughs> any diagnosis of a psychiatric disorder so i was thinking well, why would you yeah. Yeah. What is this thing of a label which as we all know is tr you're treated yeah. a bit like shit if you tell people you're adhd but the other thing then is presumably to get some really weak speed. And I was talking yeah. to a psychiatrist, an addiction psychiatrist yesterday, who told me that the estimate of the street value, if you if you want to be a drug dealer, a criminal drug dealer, of the of the high dose of of amphetamine, which is probably the seventy milligrams, yeah, is about a hundred pounds. Which and it costs about hundred pounds privately a month. So you're, <laughs> I mean, I'm not Rachel Riley, stroke Carol Vorderman, <laughs> phrase I've never said before in my life, is is a profit of zero. And now you're a criminal for selling some really weak speed. Is that it? Is that the I reason? I mean, I'm on seventy milligrams, and Jesus, if yeah, people were taking that to get size, off the head, exactly, Jesus, and I'm like a mouse. In many ways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on. On that on that bombshell, we'll take a break and we'll be back in part three to to finish off talking about this awful program. See you in a bit. Bye. Sweet. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, part, to three. part three. That was amazing. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really good. It's no, carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on, please. Welcome back to part three of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we're discussing that, um, well, that programme. James? <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. 
Right. <clears throat> so um, we've got the last few points, and then we're going to give some advice on what we think you could or should do for yourself and for the community. The first point is that one of the providers that they named in the program as having uh, poor standards, doing short uh, assessments, blah, 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 has NHS contracts. One of those providers is one of the uh, qualified providers you can use for right to choose. And they actually have the NHS contract for our area because Mrs. ADHD has had a letter recently because they haven't taken her off the local waiting list from this organization saying that they are they want to now start the the, the, the process yeah i said this in part one earlier. yeah i explicitly named I it in part one but yeah. neither of you were listening i could see no, no well the I, I th I th <laughs> that, that was probably that was probably the point where i was just thinking for fuck's sake we're going to talk about this later why is she talking about this now yeah sorry about okay that. so you mentioned it so adhd 360 yeah. has the contract for sandwell or sandwell and probably west birmingham i guess and what we've heard is that other people for where they have a contract are cancelling their appointments because obviously they've watched this and gone oh god i don't yeah. want them to do my assessment now clearly not every assessment that that organization does is bad mm. they wouldn't have yeah. got because they wouldn't have maintained nhs contracts because the cqc would have inspected them and said sorry you're absolutely terrible and patients would have complained you know, if they wouldn't have that contract now having one or two you know uh, assessors who aren't doing things to standard that is a problem and it needs to be it needs to be spoken to it yeah. needs to be reported but not again i've said as, as part of this this broader piece which just doesn't take into to concern that the 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 community but yeah people are cancelling their appointments so then what's yeah. the other option and I think because they are thinking, is the GP gonna doubt my diagnosis yeah. when I go back to them? Are people gonna doubt my diagnosis because they're gonna say, well, that clinic was on that TV. So it can't be like, they'll presume that all people that diagnose for that clinic are the same, which they're not. Yeah. You know, every yeah. clinic and every NHS provider is at some point gonna get rogue people or people that are just not doing things properly and that ne they need to be complained about and then that needs to be addressed and then they'll review yeah. all of their processes and make sure that that's safeguarded against in the future but yeah it's difficult what what can people do should they cancel their appointment what advice are we giving yeah don't know no if if companies aren't allowed to look if they're de-incentivized from looking for problems in their own mm. practice they're not going to look for them yeah, it's so important that that we support them, the, yeah. these companies, so they can go look, look what's happened, look this thing's happened, we fixed it. Yeah, and and, it, and we go brilliant, well done. That that's so so important. And and I, what we do need is a bloody national framework for who can diagnose. Mm. And one of the right to choose organisations that's that I like, I I would argue maybe they're slightly too strict. They only have psychiatrists. And I'm not saying that we have to be that strict, you know, because they they have this sort of level. I think there are non-psychiatrists that can diagnose, but I think maybe we need a national framework for the level of experience they have. I think it needs to, if it's going to be um, a nurse practitioner, for example, they've got to have a really strong experience in the mental health field because there's some fantastic people out there, but you, you can't have two weeks training or whatever. So we need that that and it's not fair otherwise no of course they shouldn't be cancelled yeah do not cancel your appointment do no, not no. doubt that you have adhd do not doubt your diagnosis you are valid everything yep. that you thought before is is still true and and i understand that we've always got imposter syndrome and this doesn't help that it feeds into it but 
get involved with the community, feel supported by one another, build each other up, believe each other. Alex? We do none of those things to each other within this group, do we? <laughs> no, we love to do the opposite, actually. We do. We, I have never been so supported as I am outside of the podcast by you two. <laughs> that, that's the truth. Of it. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you know that really. Know. No, we're horrible, 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 horrible to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or shits and giggles. Yes. Um, right then, so I have not done my homework for this next question. But oh, I'm really, I have. Really that's fine, we know, we know. <laughs> We've had lots of the... messages about this, so yeah. <laughs> oh, not about me not doing my homework. Um, not about you. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, no. When we were answering that question, we weren't saying that we know your shit. We were saying that we know I mean, we do. about this question. Yeah, yeah. But also, the two things coincidentally, are just entirely, yeah, it's we know your shit. We do think that. Yeah. So this is about the way the programme approached patients and vulnerable people at, with an agenda. Um, my opinion Yeah, we've is, had lots. But, Sorry. Ooh. I was going to do a shit joke, but I don't know. Oh, okay. One, Sam, hit us yeah, we've it. had lots of people contacted about this because they were contacted by the programme and lots of them weren't yeah. included because they had positive experiences and that's not yeah. what the yeah. programme we're looking for. But yeah, generally, if people commented, um, I don't know, a negative comment on a post about their experience, they were then, you know, got in contact with James. Yeah, so I mean, I've, I've got screen, I've got a screen capture of the way in which people were contacted. And what we know is that the researchers and the the, the undercover uh, reporter went through Reddit, social media and Facebook groups. And anybody that made any comment about getting a diagnosis would be sent a message and it would say, hi, I'm insert name of producer here and I'm pro I'm producing or making a, 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 a or I'm working on a project to do with the rise in ADHD diagnoses. Um, would you be interested in sharing your story? Now, straight away, that is a disingenuous and false narrative to give to somebody. And then as Mrs. ADHD alluded, people then got back saying, yeah, it was, it was brilliant, actually. I, had, I you know, I, they were really good. I got my diagnosis. I'm now in titration. They were then not taken forward to the program. So they didn't go to people, which would have been bad enough, identifying those, you know, through social media. Again, we are a vulnerable community. Mm. If you're searching, trawling through social media and contacting people, even just the ones that said, oh, I, you know, I didn't get diagnosed or my diagnostic, uh, my diagnostic assessment was short. And you then contact them saying we're doing a program. You know, again, it's it's not appropriate for a vulnerable group, but particularly to then to use that approach of, of not saying that's what we're doing and then just ignore all the people that said it was brilliant is appalling. You get exactly what you look for. It's like being surprised that the shape of a puddle is exactly the same as the hole that the water's in. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable. If you if you're an NHS psychologist, clinical psychiatrist, and you you know you're an expert in prescribing, maybe you've got caring responsibilities at home. You could do part time work online so you can do your caring or whatever, and support these right to use companies or private companies. Yeah. That diagnosis is fucking the same and so yeah. people were contacted who've got these fantastic diagnoses from ADHD 360 I imagine or any other and they, they just were absolutely ignored if they were spoken to and that that feels just wrong you know it really does. wrong and I think yeah. as well it, it's looking at them post airing as well you know they there's 
they're so defensive there's no admission that they've done damage yeah. in the midst of yeah. overwhelming condemnation and yeah. everybody's up in arms about this and you know they're not apologizing for it they're not they're def they're defending it yeah yeah what absolutely to that I, I, well, it, again, it shows that, and, uh, and listen, we know what happened in the past in 2010, the BBC Trust had to issue a, 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 a correction, an apology for a, re a similar piece on Panorama where children's ADHD diagnosis were questioned. Yep. And I think basically they will defend their position until it becomes undefendable. Mm. They, they didn't learn, they learned nothing from that. No. Let's put out an apology. No, because yeah. let's be honest, this is going to be so popular. And this is one of the things that I was saying to James about, I don't know, should we say anything about this programme? Because yeah. I don't want to push people towards it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to see it. I don't want, I don't want them to be, because we are, we're making it more popular by talking about it. And it's always that kind of toss up of, you know, what should we do? You know, I'm dreading phoning my mum and dad even though we get on brilliantly, just in mm. case, just in I case. Know. I don't think, I think they're really, they are really clever people, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Just this, that little, uh, that's that's a really small example of a relationship effect. I just don't want to have the conversation. And work as well. You know, I've been opening up more at work and being proud of myself about that. And now I'm yeah. thinking, what are those people thinking? Have they watched it? And my it? brother Matt texted me yesterday. I'm naming him Matt. And he texted, oh, poor you. You should have chosen one of the other ones. Because he's an absolute monster, <laughs> and it did make me laugh out loud. Right, I'm going to move things on because we're coming towards yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think we need to really talk about this one, but I'm just going to say the timing of this was awful. To release it on the first day of Mental Health Awareness yeah. Week was, at best, shockingly unaware of you know the 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 weeks in which there are specific health conditions that get talked about. But and wow. at, and at worst, it was timed deliberately. But either way, that I think that's fucking disgusting. Alex, last point. They've literally unmasked Hoodsy today on the Children in Need campaign on the BBC. Unmasked oh, wow. mental health awareness. That's wow. their, that's they've released that today, the BBC. To wow. look after people's mental health by unmasking yeah. Hoodsy because I, it's I'd seen I mean for fuck's sake. And and they've got this campaign, Sam, for children in need supporting mental health by un yeah. unmasking Pudsy the bear. He's got a mask, although I thought he had a physical disability, but apparently not. <laughs> and <clears throat> the crassness of it. This isn't. This is premeditated. They knew. They knew all along what this was going to do. Yeah. James had a little laugh. Then I'm desperate. To yeah. Be yeah. If, because at the end of my bit, I said we're not going to really talk about this, but I'll mention <laughs> it. And then I said, Alex, last question. And you started talking about the timing. Something. Oh, yeah. know, it's funny. ADHD symptoms when you're upset or angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, is that the same for everyone? They get really quite... Yeah. I've noticed mm. it in this episode. We, we're yeah. interrupting each other a lot more than we normally would. You are. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't normally give a shit about anything, do I? Sorry, James. I've done a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I can take this if you want, because yeah, yeah, yeah. again, I just want yeah. to say before you do that, the consultant in this program, the Leeds consultant is, it's been a real force for good um, in, yeah. in, in, in supporting ADHD people. And, and so we, I don't, we don't, we're not criticizing him as a person. There's no ad hominem attacks here, even on that. No, that there aren't. But again, you would imagine that if you were going to do a program on ADHD, you would want at least like a nationally recognized consultant 
with you know 20 years of experience of working in ADHD yeah. and th this consultant who is a qualified and experienced psychiatrist has spent most of their career working in forensic psychiatry before moving into learning difficulties and then much more recently working in moving into ADHD that doesn't mean that they yeah. can't diagnose people with no. ADHD but again, that editorial angle of just finding someone that is going to say what you want them to say instead of maybe just going for, and I don't know if they did go for the kind of the top leading NHS um, ADHD psychiatrist they may have, and they may have been told to get fucked. I don't know. And the other thing I think that's really interesting is that the area in which this consultant works, and I'm going to ask you guys to clarify this because I'll probably get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that area has recently stopped referring adults for ADHD and ASD uh, assessments is that correct Leeds and York I think it is um yeah it's York CCG isn't it the Vale of York has is Leeds in that when we spoke to people last year we yeah last last week in Leeds they were talking about between two and six year waiting lists yeah but they may have been referred of... already yeah maybe yeah it, it's certainly not I don't know is this documentary six years in the planning <laughs> okay. must have been um, for him to get an appointment with an NHS exactly, doctor yeah exactly Sam do you want to finish off by, by yeah. helping tell people what they can do to help themselves in the community yeah um, as I said before support one another talk to one another we've got an online community on discord where you can support one another if you're feeling alone if you're feeling like you haven't got anybody to to speak to you can speak to us message yeah. us on any platform it doesn't matter um complain complain if you're not happy um people are using chat gpt to form their complaint letters which i think is a great idea because it just does it all for you um we're we're putting up a form today where you can put any anonymized comments on how it's affected you as a vulnerable adult within our community so that we can put that to the bbc um and we've also been asking people you know if we can do that if, if they want any comments to go forward from messages and stuff um, and just believe people, you know, if you haven't got ADHD yourself, support people with ADHD and, and let's support each other. And yeah, we'll just, we'll be here spreading evidence-based information to yeah. try and counteract everything that goes on and growing our community so that we can support one another and doing everything that we can to fight this. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Right, let's add, add trust, trust yourself. Mm. You know who you are. You know that this is real. You, you, you know Deep it is. Down. That, yeah, those feelings of doubt, they're not, they're not your friend. Um, if you've got any social power at all, advocate, educate, and believe people. These are really, really important things. If you're not sure how, just ask us. We'll, we'll tell you what, what things we do and what you can do as well. Yeah. James? No, I've got nothing to add. I just wanted to say that um, for those listening to this, remember you're valid. We always say no diagnosis required, and that you know self-diagnosis actually, if you don't need medication, is is fine. If you identify as somebody that, that has ADHD but don't want medication and don't feel that you need the diagnosis, there are so many people in our community who are diminished and upset and scared by this. The most important thing is really is support each other. Yeah, and, and lots of other groups are as well. We daily at the oh crap, I've forgotten his organization's name. ADHD um, Alliance. ADHD Alliance and the ADHDF yeah. people and loads of other groups are, are really 
advocating for this and we we, we i thought i thought that the end of my i thought i'd used such a calming and dulcet tone at the end of my bit that we could close it on that but obviously not because alex oh, no, said something afterwards <laughs> impulsively <laughs> would you say almost. you could just cut yeah. it yeah i would so that was episode 107 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about the Panorama Private Clinics Exposed program and hopefully tried to help people understand why it is that this program wasn't helpful, was poorly planned, and to support you in not feeling fraudulent and diminished. If you want to get in touch as usual, get in touch through the socials or on Discord, and we'll see Discord. you next time. Bye. Bye, all. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon.